ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Brace for impact. Splat Studios, home of birds, <laughs> proudly presents Tom Hanks giving right here every Tuesday. Tom Hanks giving, come on and press play. There's Elvis, the host with the most. Yada 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 yada. With a different guest each week, they're the smart ones. Each episode's a new movie about Tom Hanks, the man himself. Of course, it's time for Tom Hanks giving. It's the best you can get. It's the rootinest, tootinest podcast on the internet. Tom Hanks giving. Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanks giving. This is your captain speaking, Elvis Kunish. And uh, very happy to be back after our summer hiatus. It's a big time for Tom Hanks fans because he's got three new movies coming out within the next two months. Uh, we're talking about one today, of course. And then potentially a fourth one once we get that final uh, release date for The Circle. Very excited about that. Uh, and then, uh, of course, today uh, we're recording this um, the weekend of September 9th. Uh, so it'll come out that Tuesday, the following Tuesday when you listen to this. Uh, and it's a big weekend because we have two Tom Hanks movies. Uh, one is finally the Meg Ryan-directed final big reunion, uh, Ithaca, but we'll be talking about that in a couple weeks, so you have a few more weeks to track that down because I know it's hard to find. But this week, of course, we're tackling the big number, Clint Eastwood-directed, Tom Hanks-starring, Sully. And uh, I am happily joined by the one, the only, Mr. Julian Terry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being my co-pilot huh? <laughs> on this episode. I'm missing a mustache. You are missing. We're both we, we we're both short mustaches this week, but uh, we we have the uh, the spirit of the stash with us. It's beautiful. Yes. Um. So we just uh, we literally just watched Sully. We went to we went to the movie theater opening night with the other forty people. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sad. They're all probably reviewers. <laughs> you were like, we were like texting the other day. It's like, and you, you asked me like, did you, did you reserve tickets? I'm like, yeah, you know what I better do it just in case. We want to get there early. <laughs> no, yeah. it's and it's the IMAX theater too. We we paid the IMAX tickets. It's this what probably. More than 155 people could sit in that theater, bigger than the plane in the goddamn movie, and it's it's not even half full. I was counting, and it was like less than 40 people. Yeah, we just watched this movie, and we're ready to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but before we start, of course, Sully is about uh, it is sort of the the movie of the rip from the headlines, from a real story that happened in 2009, where a, a commercial uh, passenger airline. Pilot uh, Chesney Sullenberger. <laughs> that name. Colloquially known as Sully, because he's a big Monsters, Inc. fan. Uh, got hit by a couple of birds in the plane. They landed in the Hudson. Everybody lived. It was like a big success. Uh, big thing for New York, especially because, you know, they don't have great uh, history with planes crashing there. More on that next week. Um and uh, it was. Do you remember this when this actually happened? This, yeah. That's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, because I, 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 it's a very minor blur. I like. I know it happened, but I don't remember mm-hmm. if I watched it on TV as it was happening. I don't remember it being this huge news story that this movie obviously makes it to be. Well, I just remember, you know, 
uh, seen on TV a few times. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember um, uh, Tom Hanks yelling bird. A bunch of times. <laughs> but not just Tom Hanks. No, everybody yelled bird. The, uh, the simu- we'll get to the simulations in a oh minute. Oh, God. Amazing. But, um, yeah, yeah, so was this a big story? Do you it, remember where you, like, scared? I guess it, it happened so fast you probably weren't scared. I know. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, you kind of get that event that comes by, and it's either really interesting or really, really Shitty, I don't know. It kinda, yeah, I mean, I guess this I, I this one obviously turned out to be a, a good thing, although it's like... It's what you wouldn't celebrate the plane taking off successfully landing anywhere. No. So that's the good thing that could have happened. This is technically a bad thing. It just could have been so much worse. Um, so it's it's great that all these people actually lived. Yeah. That there was the only harm was like minor injuries and uh, a plane obviously went down. Well, you know, it's a really interesting actually. I'm not sure how. Cl- I mean, he maybe Clint Eastwood kept it pretty accurately, but yeah. American Sniper did have a lot of stuff that wasn't accurate. Which which makes things. sense with when you're adapting a, a real life story to a movie anyway, you kinda have to do that. Yeah. Because you're you're at that point you're building to a truth of the movie and movies in general, art in art in general perhaps, but especially movies are all about getting through getting to a truth through lies. And uh we're we're kinda cutting to the deeper stuff right away here. Oh, it is kind of deep. I was just hoping for, like, if, you know, if I was directing it, I would have added at least just one Tom Hanks sex scene. Just, like, if you're going to go... There's not enough Tom Hanks sex scene. You know, know, goddamn, we have Laura Linney in this movie, who I love. I adore Laura Linney. She's wonderful. She brings so much charm and warmth. And she's kind of like Tom Hanks in that way. You put her in a movie and instantly, uh, I love her. She's so much empathy warranted just by Linney casting. I mean, huge part of that is uh, the finale of Frasier. She comes in. She's in that final season. Absolute adorable sweetheart. Uh, She's in this movie. Doesn't she, she's the wife of Sully. Yeah. Doesn't share the screen with him once. It's always over the phone. Over the phone. And it's like you got this, <laughs> these two great actors, and we never we we're deprived <laughs> of actually getting. I mean, I guess that's the story. But Jesus Christ! Oh, the we're whole jumping time. around in time. There's not one scene <laughs> we couldn't get them together. They jump back in time to like young Hanks, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna fly the plane, son." And he's like, "Yeah," and then nothing ever again. Oh my God. Never go back to that actor. It's it's just so weird. The flashbacks were They're, so bizarre. They, okay, um, I'm. Uh, well, I guess we could. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have an organization. Like, okay, too. yeah, no, no. There, there's. Let's have an organization yeah. to, to match the movie, which Perfect. will be all over oh the my fucking God. place. Okay, or, wait, wait. So, we could repeat the opening four times if you we, want. Well, I kind of did at the beginning, but <laughs> yeah. I won't use that part. Um, so, okay, this is a bad movie. I think it's obvious to say uh, when nobody showed up to the theater. I'm here because I'm a Hanks fan down there. I'm a completionist. But Jesus Christ, is this a sleepwalker of a movie? We saw this on IMAX and nothing like I have never been so bored. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it wasn't Marauders back then. No, that was That, <laughs> that was, was painful. That this was, was not painful. This was just like... How how long until this is over? Well, we kept looking at each other, and then all of a sudden they would repeat the crash sequence. How many times did we see the crash <laughs> yeah, sequence? Yeah. And there's like, it's like, it's a, it's I, I okay. Before we go into that, oh, course, uh, Clint Eastwood he directed this. Uh, are you? I, I'm very unfamiliar with most of his directing work. Uh, are you? 
uh, more I, familiar on that? I think so. I mean, how is he as a director? Like, he's supposed to be better than this, right? <laughs> well, is this a, just him turning in? Like, hey, I need to do something well, this year. Okay, so this is the thing. I love, I love me some Eastwood acting any day. Uh, Unforgiven, probably one of the best uh, of his films mm-hmm. for me. Like, mm-hmm. he directed that one so well. Uh, I, I can watch that one mixed with all my other westerns that I love. Uh, when it comes down to... I'm up to there with Toy Story 2 and Back to the Future Part 3. Those are my favorite westerns. <laughs> my favorite westerns. Maybe Rango on a, on a Sunday is okay. not the best. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm Story. terrible. <laughs> Toy Story 2, the last part yeah. is a western. I could see that. He, he, see he that. rides bullseye like the wind. It's, it's also something. at an airport. A lot of airports in Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> a lot of planes. Terminal. Terminal, uh, Catch yeah. Me If You Can, a lot of planes. Uh, at the beginning of Castaway. Castaway, oh, big now, That's how you do a freaking crash, man. That was oh so my well done God. That, that fucking uh, crash is so beautiful. It's, it's such so, a scary scene. Well, it, I, okay, so I was thinking about it when, you know, before I even came to the theater, I was thinking about, because, uh, I don't know, I think about, like, the top intense scary plane crashes. Like, yeah. You know, Flight was a recent one that was pretty intense. Another Robert um, Zemeckis film. A Zemeckis film. Um, he loves his planes, too. He loves crashing planes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember that one was really interesting. Um, uh, an old Jeff Bridges movie I remember seeing. Uh, King Fearless. Kong. Close oh, enough. sorry, sorry. I uh, know. Uh, Fearless King Kong is actually <laughs> the title. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I never saw Fearless. I only yeah. know it from that Simpsons joke. Oh. Your that's... in-flight movie will be Fearless. Or no, that might be a Mystery Science Theater joke. It's probably Mystery Science Theater. Uh, probably. But, um, yeah, yeah, I never yeah. saw it, but okay, that's yeah. another scary uh, plane crash movie. I mean, the it's a great sequence. It's It stays with you. It's really haunting. I mean, Castaway was so well done, it felt like... That, yeah, and that was in it. that was like at the point where probably the first time where they really had the technology to make it so ridiculous. I mean, that was their second episode millions of years ago on the Tom Thanksgiving podcast, oh. and we we love that that sequence. That was a whole I mean, it's hour of the show probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so thrilling. Like I, I, you know, you watch the scene, and you know, the first time he's on the plane, you know, it's like kind of rocky, and then you know, he lands, everything's cool. Then that second time, oh man, he's like hanging off a door, shit's yeah, going everywhere, yeah. the plane is going nosediving into the water. Oh man, I love that. So, so to go back to Clint Eastwood, because oh. you're more familiar oh. with him as a director, sure. does he have a problem with indecision in most of his movies? Well, I wouldn't say that. I feel like he's... I feel like he's a pretty good director. Like, uh, what is it? He that's, even, that's what he's known. He's yeah. known to be a pretty good director. Yeah, I mean, he. I, I mean, he pulls some pretty good performances. Uh, I mean, also he's known for being insane and talking like to a chair but, uh, <laughs> and other things. But, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, he has been in the headlines recently for uh, some of the racy stuff. Oh, very racist. But too. Uh, yes. yeah, my big thing is I don't know, man. I like Mystic River. I remember ex- mm-hmm. I was excited to watch. It kind of fell for me a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, a lot of his films recently, you know, of course, Million Dollar Baby was fun, but they all kind of feel, like, a little sterile. Like, there's a sterile kind of feel. Like, he kind of wants to, like, show you everything. I almost get that same kind of feel from, like, Ron Howard, where you kind of are shown things, but there isn't, like, a life force. There isn't a a perspective, maybe? Yeah, like, the camera has to be a character in a way. Yeah, yeah, uh, because it's almost as if... And I'm really only speaking to this movie because uh, we just watched it. And and going back to what Mm -hmm. I mentioned about indecision, we see this plane go down so many times. And it's almost like 
on the on the behind the scenes side, it's like I don't know which version I want to show the audience. Which perspective works? The opening showed it crashed through a building. <laughs> well, well, the opening is interesting and it's bad, but it's interesting because it's at least like, wait, the, are we seeing the whole thing? Like, because yeah. the movie starts off and you hear yeah, the I audio agree. of, yeah. "Well, we hit birds, we're going down." So you think it's going to be, "Oh, we're fucking starting yeah. with the 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 landing." This is kind of all right. Let's just yeah. fucking do it. I'm I was kind excited. of kind of into it because it's yeah. like you know this is. And if we get it out of the way, then we can, like, figure out what the hell the movie's about. Because yeah. it obviously can't just be the plane crash, right? <laughs> well, that would be stupid. <laughs> that would be stupid. <laughs> but no, the, the movie then pulls a fake out because yeah. the plane goes, 9-11's in the city. And then, of course, you wake, or we wake up and Tom Hanks is like, oh, God. And it's just, oh, we're... we're we're doing that. Yeah. Well, this movie has like all outside of voiceover, it has like the most hackneyed, boring <laughs> cliches. It has oh multiple God. dream sequences to motivate, to, to demonstrate any internalness in our main character. It has bizarre, pointless flashbacks uh, constantly. The and, sidekick. And, and time ju- the time jumping like they're 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 they work with the flashbacks because we'll flash back to another sequence of the plane crashing mm-hmm. or him landing a plane correctly at a different time in his life, and it takes so long it's like a ten minute sequence and then oh wait we're back in the bar because this was the beginning of a flashback yeah. he thought of this for ten or minutes he's on the phone and then he zones out into that the was crash the longest sequence. one yeah he, he's on the phone with <laughs> Laura Linney. And uh, he's like, I think I, I don't know. Maybe I made a mistake. Yeah. And then it's the first time we actually see the entire sequence, yeah. the full real thing. And it, it like cuts back, and we see the birds, and it goes down. And th- that's like when the boats come too. Yeah. Oh no no no. The that's, boats was the second. Okay. Well, the, but we the see the first one. The first one I remember when uh, you know basically it showed the plane <laughs> about to go down, and then it would cut to like some exterior shots, but then it showed the uh, the guys over the phone, right? That oh, yeah, the yeah, guys. yeah, the air traffic yeah. controller. And so they're Who talking. I thought was good. Yeah, and he was, like, crying, you know, like, okay, so we're watching from his perspective? Yeah, that, I like but, that. That was maybe my favorite one. showing the crash sequence yeah. over again. You know, we still see it land in the water every time, and it, that dulls the impact a whole lot when you see it yeah. over and over again. and that whole, that thing lasts, like, 18 minutes, probably. Yeah. And then we cut back, and Tom Hanks is just sitting there on his yeah. On his flip phone with yeah. Laura Linney. It's like, oh, gee, we're still in this conversation? Yeah. And he says, I gotta go. So it's like, <laughs> why did we cut back yeah. to that? Yeah. What? This movie is so Ugh. bonkers and not in a crazy fun way. This yeah. is, well, it's fun because, like, we kept looking at yeah. each other. Like, is it really making this oh. dumb of a choice? Well, the thing is, I thought it was funny when it got to a point where, like, the, some of the dream sequences were so back-to-back, it just mm-hmm. showed that they had nothing else to put in there. And that's the thing. Yeah. This movie is so, okay. The, the real story, uh, not judging the real story, because obviously that's a whole thing and reality is weird. Yeah. And it's a great that all these people lived. And I don't know if it was a huge as as huge of a crime. I'm you assuming wanted people to die, didn't she? I didn't you want people to die. Bastard. Not this time. But uh, I, it would have been more interesting somewhere. <laughs> but no, no, no. Okay. Uh, so so I, I am sure there was controversy about Sully and like the whole going through it when it really happened. But, like, for a movie, the, your stakes is, like, did this guy do the right thing? Everybody died. It's basically, like, uh, I'm beating around the bush. The main conflict, just to clarify, is uh, he he obviously chose to dive into the river, miraculously saved everyone, but the simulations and all this bullshit are, like, 
dude, you could have made it back to LaGuardia, which then I guess everybody would have lived and the plane wouldn't have crashed and it wouldn't have been a big deal. I, it's, it's like yeah, so splitting hairs at that point. It's not that dramatic. It doesn't, like, we need way more interiority from the character or something else to make this a movie conflict. Well, thing it's is, so light. We're, we're sitting there for hours you know, like that can be half, yeah. like half a movie, a yeah. subplot, a scene, but well, it's still like, whole hey, you might feature. lose your, you know, license or never, you ne- might never be able to fly again. That's yeah, that's a which we saw that scary. in like one or two scenes was that was yeah. way. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they just they could have given a little something more. Like maybe if it was something like he's getting over the crash. Yeah, there was a co- like I mean they overused the dream nightmare sequences a little bit, but you think? <laughs> no, no, no. But but to their their credit, there's like there was a part where it was like, oh, are we like dealing with like with like a PTSD with him? That was I was excited. Where I was like, oh, maybe this could be interesting. You know, yeah, maybe we're gonna get over the flight with him, and then all of a sudden, it's like it's stuck with him. It's only. It only takes place over a few days. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that we keep flashing back yeah. to different years for some reason. Oh uh, my god. Can we please just talk about these flashbacks? Yeah, right, let's dive into the flashbacks. The first one, <coughs> he gets thrown into, uh, what is it, his flight with his dad? And yeah. he... Well, he's uh, a, we, he, get a, we get a young actor, because yeah. Tom Hanks is too old to play a young Tom Hanks now. <sighs> Yeah. Um, and he's just, he's, it's like a, just a, a biplane. Yeah, something simple. And yeah, they're like, oh, we're flying. And the, was there any drama to it? No, it, it, his flying? dad just said like, oh, keep on flying. Like, there was nothing, it was not like, you know, like anything where he had a fear of crash. No. It didn't really have to do with really anything except his flight with his dad, I guess. So, yeah, I guess it was just like, I've been flying my whole life. Yeah, that yeah, was the that movie. Was the yeah. movie was like, I've been flying my whole life. Let's cut back to a sequence when he's like 28 yeah. and he's flying. Yeah. Like, he's probably younger, actually. Um, and then uh, and then we cut back and it's like, oh, that, the movie's still going? The movie's Shit. Still All right, next scene. Where's Aaron Eckhart? Let's bring him <laughs> We're in. We're not going to bring back that kid actor, though. No. It's through on that little then, sepia tone and that was it. The wor- I think the worst one, though... I, I mean, I guess that one was technically worse because it did absolutely nothing. Yeah. The but the one where we we he's he's goes running and then he sees on the <laughs> battleship just the uh, the fighter plane or yeah. whatever it is the military plane and it cuts back to him at some point he was in the army uh, or in the air force yeah. and he's flying the plane and it's going it's like damaged and he's got another plane guy with him and they're going down and it's like I can I can make the runway. But uh, for this one, they actually got Hanks to be in it. Yeah. But they cover his face. You can see like two square yeah. <laughs> inches of his eyes, yeah, and, his and you hear his voice. Yeah. So you know it's him. But it's like, he's what? What are we doing? Honestly, <laughs> like, I couldn't hear what they were saying. No, it was just like, like Roger, oh, you can't get it. You're never gonna make it. Roger, Roger. And then he uh, makes it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, the plain butt shaking. I don't know. I, I, I remember being actually more scared about uh, Top Gun when <laughs> that thing's going. <laughs> And yeah. that's a comedy. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, uh, when that plane was, yeah, that flashback, I don't know, like, that went on for way too long. They're like, okay, is it going to crash? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, they land. Yeah. And I don't know, like, that, a lot of the stuff did not have to be, there was so much fluff. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they were like, oh, we really want to make a very touching story about this very real thing that happened. Yeah, that's and, totally what they're doing. And they were like, okay, let's do this. And then the studios were like, yo, we should capitalize on that crash sequence. We can make it thrilling. And it's like, yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. But 
how do we go ahead and keep an exciting audience in this, their seats <sighs> by showing that crash over and over again? I gotta wonder. Every 20 minutes, I, it I, felt like. It, like it's bad. I have to wonder, like, is this something that they, like, well, they, they obviously shot it that many different ways, that many different times. But, like, ooh, did the screenplay read like this? Where it's like, and then we see the plane crash again. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this? Like, who structured this movie? This has to be some some change in editing or something. But uh, it's it feels, maybe you're right in that it just feels like they they test the audience the hell out of it. It's like, we're bored. Let's show the plane crash again. Yeah. Uh, Let's throw in another 20-minute sequence of the plane. Well, okay. Yeah. To this movie's credit. The uh, and to to uh, Clint Eastwood's credit, yeah. like I I can't remember which one, but one of the scenes where we go down, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm into this. This is yeah. it's probably the one where they're getting on the the wings and stuff. Oh yeah, and then we get the uh, the the fairies coming in. It's like, all right, this is this is good. This is yeah. their stuff and, is happening. And the scuba cops. The scuba cops are cool, and it's like we're actually seeing this thing. This is kind of why the movie happens. It's the most yeah. cinematic thing in the movie. Uh, it's not very. Tom Hanks is not very. Uh, Sully's not very involved in that scene. No. It's more just like let's see these people and uh, it, it works though because it's like oh something is yeah. happening. It's exciting and whatnot. But but the whole thing, especially one at the point in the movie where it comes in, uh, it, it's complete. It completely works against the movie because it's like we're not worried for any of these people we already know all of them live and yeah. granted we would know that from reality anyway but like if at least if you put it at the beginning of the movie before they say that you get to be in that moment but it's like we've talked for an hour at this point and it's like yeah. I was trying to compliment the movie and then I turned it into yeah. it. So I'm sorry. But yeah. but no, like the but the moment to moment stuff, like the the water coming in. Exciting. Yeah. That was exciting, but the, and it was following a few characters, but we were kind of thrown off by the rest of it though. Like I feel like that's the issue when you're stuck like I don't know, like I I love Clint Eastwood. I would mm -hmm. have loved if this was made. Obviously it couldn't have been done because I think Sidney Lumet died now around that time. Yeah. But he would have been great to do this one when he was kicking. Oh, I could see that. You yeah. know, like, he was so into just following those characters, and I was like, man, like, and it, it, it's just really a shame. Now, I don't know, now that you're saying that, like, this is slightly in a different direction, but I wonder if almost casting, uh, not, we're going to talk about Tom Hanks in a second, but, like, oh. by, by having Tom Hanks be Sully the movie was kind of forced to be just about him. Whereas, like, it might have been interesting to see, like, if we're going to go through the plane crash that many times, let's have, like, the movie split up with three different characters. Like, let's follow that passenger. Yeah. Let's follow one of the flight attendants. And let's follow... Because we have, like, one prime passenger. I don't, I don't know the actress's name, but she's great. She pops up and everything. She was uh, one of George's girlfriends in Seinfeld mm -hmm. who had the, the chopsticks and the, the <laughs> papier-mâché hats. So she's delightful. I, I always love when she pops I totally up. I forgot about that. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, like, we, 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 we get glimpses, little vignettes of these characters, the passengers. Yeah. But, like, the most exciting thing was being with the passengers on that... The landing and the escape... So, I don't know, part of me was kind of like, I wanted to see what their lives were after the crash, not just Sully's. Yeah. And I think the big problem there is that, uh, I mean, granted, okay, there's some stuff that, it happened in real life, it's a thing that, you know, we can capitalize on, but the movie doesn't make me feel like there's really anything to Sully. Like, and the ending is way more, is 
absolutely does that because it's uh, oh, he's a guy who did the right thing, the right time, and he he's a hero. But is he a hero? Yeah, he's totally a hero. He did the exact right thing. Which is interesting, because that's kind of why you cast Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that many times on the show before, that when you cast Tom Hanks, you kind of get this, uh, this, a lot, a lot of stuff for free. This, this free empathy, this free, we know, we like him, he's a good guy. And sometimes you can use that to your advantage to subvert expectations, mm -hmm. like, uh, A League of Their Own, or, um... Oh, Road to Perdition. Oh, Road to Perdition, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, he was, uh, pretty good. Crazy. Right, right, so you're playing against that, that likable Hanks. And here's an interesting one where it kind of <laughs> works, too, because it's like, we assume Tom Hanks, we, we assume Sully is as good of a guy as Tom Hanks is. Yeah. So that's why you would cast him, but the whole movie's about... Is he really a good guy? Did he fuck up? Mm. But it... I don't know. It doesn't weigh on Sully for me. He... Okay. I think I know what the problem is. Go for it. So this is what I feel like. Uh, <laughs> when you watch this movie, you realize something's missing. Yeah. Because they've played this thing over and over again. What's missing from this? It feels like... Drama? Like, well... It felt like there was no real B story to it. You know, you had our storyline, but, you know, your love is, you know, on the phone. For some reason, it's always daytime for her. Yeah. Uh, well, I imagine she was, like, on the coast. Yeah, like but, you know, he's calling, like, at night and during the daytime. It's It, look, it looked like they had her for, like, a day. Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, let's fill it out. Let's just get her. But, uh, it, I don't know, like, it didn't really feel like there was a strong B storyline. I don't know if you need a B story because we've obviously we both love movies where it's just an A story and it's just about this thing happening. Yeah, but uh, there's always some sort of underlying like emotion. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that that's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you're getting it. at. Then yeah, because yeah. there's not like you feel like Sully is like, yeah. did I do the right thing? Yeah. But none. He doesn't. Yeah. There's he, no development yeah. there. He's and just kind of like, like works it out. And uh, one thing I love seeing in movies when a character is alone and, you know, you actually get to see what this person's like alone. Like, well, how's this mm -hmm. person dealing with this? But we always just cut to, like, some dream sequence or a flashback. Yeah. Um, There's we, no arc for Sully in this movie. No. And he doesn't change. Like, he goes through shit, but he doesn't change. No, he, and th this is a movie where, like, you don't always have to have an arc for your main character, but, like, that's the only thing going on in this movie. Yeah, and it's called Sully. It's about... I mean, I, I guess... You could argue the point that, oh, it's the city of New York and the people who are condemning him that change, but... Uh, you mean the, you know, the but, dick but, hole that was... Yeah, Michael O'Malley from yeah. Guts <laughs> getting on the aggro crag. Um, that was so wacky. I mean... Yeah. Uh, I guess, that, but, but the, the movie wasn't really focused on their change. I guess that's a, that's a way you could look at it because it's like, oh, we do need heroes like Sully. So the world you should change is potentially... But they didn't... None of the scenes were we went. We didn't spend enough time with those characters. They were just one-dimensional, unlikable dudes until the, exactly. the woman took over and Mike O'Malley stopped talking. Well, also like you know, he's just sitting on the phone like, you know, like the. Well, give you thirty-five yeah. seconds. Yeah, thirty-five seconds. Like, the, is that the big twist? The human element that has to be added. Which, to the which computers? they were oh, yeah, saying so, from the beginning. Yeah, so wait, real fast. So the whole thing is uh, the simulation is saying that. <laughs> He could have landed the plane at LaGuardia Airport. Yeah. And there, it, Tom Hanks is like, oh, but what about the human element? You know, the whole time they're like, well, you know, we ran the simulation with people and stuff. And I don't know. That was pretty wacky. The, and they, then they the finally climax factored is in. ridiculous. Yeah. 
the climax, climax where they're having the public hearing <laughs> and they have like a live video feed to I guess real pilots doing a simulation. Well, this is the funny thing. They went ahead and said, "Oh, this was a big deal to go ahead and organize and mm-hmm. stuff." And then they showed that they're like, "Let's go to the link of the past stuff." And you're like, "Wait a minute." So these people done with their simulations? I guess they're still hanging out there. Yeah, they, it's, li- it's, a yeah it's a live simulation. Which is, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why it was a pain to organize because it has to be live. But. Yeah, it's such a cheesy thing to look like. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's authentic to what yeah. it actually looks like when they do them and then they show them the actual trial, but it looks so terrible. It oh looks like God. Birdemic suddenly became yeah. the movie. And I'm not just talking saying that because of the cheesy bird graphics. It's like, I mean, I know these people aren't, like, acting, but it, it's like, oh, birds, the plane's going down. <laughs> It's so the, bad, and well, our this is the climax of well, our movie. It's cutting between three camera angles on the stupid simulation. Right. Well, it's the simulation camera. Yeah. Which is like okay, that would make sense because like that's how it would actually look in our movie in real life. Yeah. But then yeah, we get the the cinematic the eye goes into it. And it's yeah. like you can't do that. You have to do one or the other. Well, I feel like you get in there, but the thing is, it just showed the back of their head a little bit, and then they were like, I don't know, these actors weren't like. You know, it wasn't the most gripping thing that you're sitting there and they go, oh, birds. Which, I mean, I guess it adds to his point where it's like they they acted robotically, so you missed the human element. But it was just so cheesy, so boring. Like, I can't believe that was the climax to our movie. Which, like, I would have rather seen the plane crash again. (laughs) Well, remember, you got to see it right after That's true. We did see it. (laughs) Fuck. All right. I, I take it back. We we see it. it again. How many times did we see it? Eight. I, I don't know, but it comes up at least five. Yeah. But yeah, we had seen uh. it so many times, and then we finally get to the hearing, and he's like, "Ha! I told you the human element." Because we see these really cheesy yeah. fucking things, and it's like, oh I guess God. you're right. It's like trying to play some music too as you're watching this. Thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That was just. But it's like really. What's the character doing at this point, though? What's the char- What well, has the character actually done? Well, that's the thing. Like, he gets his victory, uh, whatever, as small as it may be, by, by having them admit, you're right, by doing the simulations. They did it 17 times. It's it, when you need to prepare, it doesn't work. You are correct. Now, let's watch the scene again. Yeah. Let's listen to the audio uh, and go through the whole fucking thing. Uh, and then, th- what happens after that? Aaron Eckhart makes a joke. Yeah. And then we cut it. to credits and footage of the real people. Yeah. We didn't need to do that again. No. They just needed to end on something bigger than birds. Birds. So. Well, uh, the other thing, um, I, I mean, when a ca- <clears throat> so basically, you know, you had to have the main character do something. And so the biggest decision that, w- <clears throat> that saves the movie is saying, wait, you have to factor in the human element. And then they went ahead and add 35 seconds. That just doesn't seem like... I don't know. He it's not like he had a different decision before that in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he hasn't really changed like, his viewpoint. Yeah. And nothing ever changed. Again, it's just like this could have been maybe like an act of a movie. This is so stretched out. And you could have had that nice so light sex scene at the end. With laughing. Laura Linney. God damn, I wanted to see some Laura Linney. I would have liked seeing some old Hanks. I've lo- I mean, we got a little bit of Hanks uh, yeah. nipples. Yeah, I got Hanks I was nipples. happy we got a little Hanks nipples. Uh, he was getting steamy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was yeah. the best part of the movie for me. <laughs> um, no, Jesus Christ. Okay. Actually, we got we to talk about Tom oh. Hanks. Uh-oh. What did you think about his performance in this movie? Tom Hanks. 
the one guy, like, worthy of his own holiday and podcast. That's what we're doing right now. Of course. Incredible. Great in everything, outside of a few caveats I've mentioned before, but even then, he's still good. He's so good in Bachelor Party, I actually hate his performance, but that's kind of working to it. We we talked about that. I'm not going to get into the whole Bachelor Party thing again. You know it sets me off. But this movie. Oh, this one. His performance left me cold. I don't. He, I, what was he doing? He was. Uh, here's I, the thing. I, I, okay. I couldn't get into him. Well, I, okay. So in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of feeling like he's kind of, you know, frozen from this. Yeah, crash. maybe a shell shock. But thing? then the thing is, he never showed emotions too much. He like kind of at one point. When he got, like, the the only exciting part was when he saves those people on the thing, and he actually yeah. cries when he hears he saved all those souls. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, emotions. I forgot there are emotions in this movie. <laughs> but what was, what was but, the big choice? Yeah, yeah like, it, for a minute I was like, is he just shell-shocked? Is that why he's so mm-hmm. guarded? And then, like, you, there's no, moments but, like that. And then the moment where we got to see him pick up the magazine uh, before yeah. the flight... It's another flashback, of course. He's like super charming with one of the the, the cash register girl. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's my Hanks. There's a Hanks. Here's a, he's making a oh. choice. I understand who his character is now, but wh- he's so cold and distant. But there's a way to play it, and you know, I think honestly, it comes down to the direction because he had obviously sh- Hanks, but yeah. it's not Hanks. Yeah. Well. Oh no, no. But I'm just saying, like in terms of like shocked and like broken. That's what was him in Saving Private Ryan. He was oh, he was yeah. he was completely broken in the beginning, but you know what? He still had his he had the strong character though, and you're like, yeah, like that's awesome. Like I don't know, I think there's something like there, there are some Hanks yeah. primes yeah. you go to, but then like you know you have like Sean Connery is just one person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, I, I, there's diversity. And I mean, I, I guess a lot of people are are true and 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 say, are correct in saying that like. Oh, he always plays. He plays Tom Hanks when he shows up, which I think. When we, I kind of mentioned it before. When you get Tom Hanks, you get Tom Hanks comes with that 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 good guy quality. Mm-hmm. But then it depends on like the script and the direction you go in that alters that, and then he has a range after that. Well, I think which is why yeah. you know uh, the character Chuck Nolan from Castaway is so mm-hmm. different from him in A League of Their Own. Um, but oh man, Castaway—he had—he was definitely uh, feeling it though. Like he had that stone feel, but then also went to have like his emotional Wilson moments. Yeah, that that whole oh, movie—I so mean—works because you have this connection with Hanks, oh. and, and like his choice is so so powerful at the it's end. It's great, but this movie. I, I, I am shocked that, like, I'm struggling to find, like, t- to get a read on who Sully is in this movie. Not the, Like, maybe his performance and Clint Eastwood directed him to be as like this person in real life. Like, this is such a... No. I, I think it's something else because... I, I don't know what it is. Because he would just stare off and then they would just push in with the camera at his face when he's looking off somewhere. I mean, it's very minimalist, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but he... This is a thing that I noticed this with other Eastwood films. There's not too much like uh, you don't see that kind of emotional kind of ride. Uh, so that, that makes know? so it definitely makes sense within the uh, Eastwood aesthetic. Yeah, I guess. But also, I don't know. I noticed this with a few different directors where you don't like, even though there's like an emotional beat that's obviously supposed to be there, mm-hmm. it's kind of glazed over, and they just don't. Have it well, well, that's happen, a, there's know? a difference between like that and uh, throwing away a moment, yeah. which I always like when it's like an actor like 
they have the moment, but it's it's they in it, but they don't seize it. They like let it just pass, mm-hmm. and like it's there on screen if you're paying attention, and it just makes us feel make us feel so much more real. Yeah, and I love that, but I didn't get that in this movie. No, there was nothing where I don't know. I don't remember him really smiling at all either. There's a couple moments, and like yeah. oh, that's like oh, okay, I, he feels like a person again. But yeah. and and I, it's not that like obviously this is kind of a bummer, stressful situation for the character. But I, I still don't know. Like, was he, was he just like withdrawn? Like, I, I can't, I can't get a read on this guy. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because like even the Hanks performances I don't like. I usually, I get who, who he's going for. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, this is not good. I know. I don't know. It's... I don't want to come back and be all negative, especially about Hanks. Yeah. Maybe the movie, but Hanks. Hanks is such a. <clears throat> he's terrific, but. I mean, I think I've. I felt like I got more of a connection with Aaron Eckhart's character, the co-pilot. He was just—he was a character. He, he had a simple, choice. Like yeah. he felt like a person. Yeah. Uh, you know, he went from like being broken up to like you know trying to cheer up old Hanks. Mm-hmm. You know, he went on like the walk with him, and that showed more of his character. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is cool. But then you have cold Hanks, and you're like, oh, but. And it's not, oh. co- and we're not even saying like cold is in like he's a jerk and he's cold to the other characters. Just cold as in, like, I'm not getting any receptiveness yeah. to this character. Yeah, he's he's so shut in that we can't get in as an audience. Yeah, and that's so unlike him as a performer. No. So, I don't <sighs> know what the... what the, Does that tie in with the movie, the theme, the character at all? Can you think of it? I mean, we... I mean, he's just... It's not like... It would be one thing if it showed him, like, somehow digressing from that feel... Like mm. afterwards, but no, they never showed anything. They sh- they could have done so much of showing his character somehow getting. Oh, well, this. especially because we have all of these flashbacks. We oh have this God. opportunity to create this juxtaposition, but we don't do that. Yeah, we never do that. He's always yeah. just the same. Not again. Cold is there not the quite the right word, but like this this distant, kind of guarded dude. It, Shell of a man. Yeah, he feels like a shell, but without any real reason, especially in the flashbacks. Yeah. It's so... Uh, I was expecting, like, when they were, they mentioned, like, a therapist, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to bring, like, therapy into this, and maybe he's going to... Paul know, Giamatti would have been know, great to play that part. Amazing. Oh, he always looks like a great therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have got Kelsey Grammer back. <laughs> Finally do another Tom Hanks, Kelsey Grammer picture. Toy Story 2. Best movie ever. Um, uh, quite amazing. But shit. Um, uh... But we did see the trailer for all Inferno. <laughs> I can't believe, for as much as we shat on about Da Vinci Code, I am a thousand times more excited for Inferno it, it's than I am for <laughs> Sully. It's like uh, because because that whole that I I, I joked for one of the trailers we saw uh, that it assaulted me with like <laughs> not not even like the movie as being stupid, but just like the way the trailer is cut. It's oh, like. Yeah. In your face, every line, everything. Inferno, the Inferno trailer is like Jesus. They they're giving us every line of exposition. Yeah, it's a wall of text hitting you with Tom Hanks' face, Uh, which I would normally love, (laughs) and I kind of do. Even now, it was one thing when it the first one came out because I read the (laughs) book and I was like, ah, you know. Mm -hmm. But and then it kind of hit. Angels Demons seemed like it just kind of cranked it up a notch. And this one, when I saw that trailer, I was like, this is just, they've gone bananas. It's balls out. They were like, whatever, you know what, just have your money. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like that's what they're doing now. They're just shelling 
like there's no middle ground in movies anymore. No. There, this could have been, I, you know what? This could have been probably really good if it was some sort of mid-range movie. Sully? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, it's so, it's yeah. too big for yeah. its britches. That's the thing. It's it needed to be big. like it's a, a Netflix movie. movie. Yeah, it's not an event movie. It should have no. been like a smaller film. It could have been. Show the plane crash twice. If that. Well, well, you show it if. once for like the whole, the big scene and then once for the recontextualization at the end. Yeah, or even just, you know. But like, yeah, it could have been yeah. small. Like, I mean, yeah. granted, you, you yeah. want Tom Hanks and I guess when you get Tom Hanks, you need to make it a huge movie. But that really works against this movie. But there was so much CGI, man. It there needed to be all, so small. There was so much blue screen. And for the amount of story in this movie, uh, it's so much wasted money. Yeah, I they could have made it a whole lot. Which is... I mean, like, I, I'm again. I'm expecting Inferno to be terrible as well. But at least with Inferno, it's like, fuck it, let's yeah. make it as insane <laughs> yeah. as possible. Let's get through it all. It might be bad, but you'll be having a great time. Sully is so boring. Oh my god! Like, I got. I'm sure there. Most of our listeners, like, maybe you're not surprised, but damn, I was at least optimistic. Like. Oh no! But they, I'm telling you, man, it's all like this direction that we're uh, working with, like this. This, you know, like uh, Whiplash, man. When I saw that thing, kinetic, so kinetic, just two characters, small drumming. movie, yeah, small movie, and it felt it made the characters so much bigger, though. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like exactly. when you work with, like, it makes the event so much more intense too. If you take a, like, that's one thing I loved about, uh, you know, now we have Aaron Eckhart. I think of the Dark Knight when Nolan said mm-hmm. he wanted to put Batman in real world settings yeah. and just keep it there. It made all those actions so much more grander. For sure. For and you're sure. like, oh man, this is awesome. Like if you go ahead and take like an event like a plane crashing <laughs> in the Hudson, if you go ahead and show these massive wide shots of it going and crashing and waves splashing and all this other stuff, and then you show it over again, and you have people screaming and stuff. Yes, it, but you make it you, that's showing it from the beginning, and it feels like you're watching one of those old school, like epic, you know. Uh, crash movies, you know, these big catastrophic films. And yeah. then, but if you watch it from like a smaller character's perspective <clears throat> and you're watching it from inside the plane, it becomes so much bigger, you know, if you follow a character and actually build to this situation. I think the plane crash in this movie took longer than uh, the Titanic sinking in James Cameron's film. Oh my God. Film. At least the Titanic, at least they built up to it and then they have to show right, it again. Right, right, yeah, right. The, the Titanic makes yeah, sense for that movie. The, it's yeah, such a yeah. huge thing yeah. that, of course, we're going to need that. That'll fulfill the whole movie. We're going to make it as big and grandiose as possible. Yeah. But you're right. This is This deserves to be a smaller movie because there's so little story. Oh, yeah. And the event, while tragic, while heroic, while whatever... Yeah. It's not a whole movie. You we can't, can't see drown. it nine times. Yeah. We need to see it once uh, and make it a, a strong choice from whose perspective we're seeing it at. He also did some amazing things years later. You know, like, I would love to have seen his character change afterwards. You know, like... I mean, especially if we're going to use that yeah. flashback format. Let's yeah. let's really get who, who Sully is now, who Sully yeah. was was a kid. Yeah. Like, Let's see him actually see his kids and I mean, his wife. Yeah, I mean, have a scene with Laura <laughs> Linney. Yeah. Maybe they're getting it on. Just saying. <laughs> Just putting it out there. I mean, one thing, though, to think about is Titanic. Because they only showed that event once. Yeah. And they showed it at the end of the movie, and they were... It, Cameron's like, you know what? You're gonna be pumped to see this. We're gonna, you're probably well, gonna sit your ass to see that, it. That, we, yeah, we were yeah. when we started the podcast. We were yeah. like, 
the movie theoretically starts with the plane crash. It's like, yeah. oh, that's an exciting choice because, like, what's going to happen afterward? Yeah. But you're right with the Titanic example where it's like, you know it's coming, mm-hmm. so that in- innately builds anticipation. And you know it's coming in this one. Yeah. You know. But it just happens yeah. right away, kind of, exactly. and then a million other times. This is a movie where... We've we've talked about it for too long that I think it it deserves designating. Oh, but yeah, it's 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 so lacking in choice and it's so stretched, incredibly thin. Oh I think God. you're absolutely right. This this could have worked as a mid range small budget uh, studio picture. Yeah, put it out as a Netflix original movie or something. Uh, I mean, I I would hate to lose another Hanks in a canon if he can, if he's not gonna go in for a smaller paycheck. But like, yeah. it honestly would have made the movie more. Because if it's a smaller picture, then you don't have to spend all this time on the on the CGI, on the plane crashes, and you could have found something to do with Sully. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't really feel like I ever connected with Sully, which is a shock from a Tom Hanks character. Yeah. From a Tom Hanks performance. And I don't feel like I really got what he, his whole point was. Yeah, you know, I don't know. There's also, like, something... Maybe it's because I do come from <clears throat> doing lots of cinematography... The camera they use was, it's a massive Alexa 65 mm-hmm. camera. It's 65 millimeter film. There's something that happens in your head, I think, where you're working with a massive film format. It's used for, like, massive epic sequences. But when you shove it in someone's face for a whole drama, mm-hmm. I feel like that grows in your head where you're watching, like, this weird depth of field the whole time. Yeah, there's something about so there's something clinical about the cinematography, yeah. which I guess is kind of Eastwood style. Yeah, I guess, but it's like all on, it was all on tripods most of the time. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, carefully done stuff. <coughs> no real character, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a lifeless movie. Everybody, <laughs> I, I honestly, it feels like. Everybody's just sleepwalking through this movie. It I know, really I, know is. I know half the audience was napping through it, so Yeah, I mean I I was I was really bummed, man. I was really excited for <laughs> something kinda bigger. You know, seeing Hanks again in a big picture, mm-hmm. pairing with a brand new director, and uh is a bummer. Well, what is it? Eastwood is like how old is he now? He's like he's fucking like, crazy old. He's he said well, what is no. he? He wants to keep making movies till he dies. Well, he's gonna die pretty soon. <laughs> it's pretty bad. He's he's crazy racist old grandpa. Yeah, old now. he's he's hitting that level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, uh, what uh, other thoughts do you have, sir? I uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm hopeful for Ithaca. <laughs> I, In a way okay. that I wasn't before. <laughs> so I just want to go and hang out because I. I went through a really rough breakup in college. Yeah. And Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan got me through it. <laughs> I I watched everything they did together and it was probably like it it made me fall in love with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted They were they're American sweethearts. They're, they were anyway. Yeah, I mean, they still are. Tom, Tom Hanks still yeah. is. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see what Meg Ryan does with her direction. So, I, I am curious. As well. I, I, um, we'll see if it's better yeah. than Eastwood. No. <laughs> At this point, it, it kind of has to it, be. I mean, that was rough. I, it's I, such a rough movie. Yeah. Man, I feel like I just miss like the good old like character dramas. You They're know? still out there. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of them are on TV yeah. now. A lot of them are uh, on, on independent, but you, you still get them. Like uh, what came out? Uh, there's been a lot of 
People have been shitting on movies this year, but there's been a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there's a great Hanks movie that came out this year. It's called A Hologram for the King. Check it out if you haven't. We talked about it. We have it in the back episodes. Let's do it. Um, that's a fun episode. But this one was, too, despite <laughs> the movie being a piece of garbage. Oh, my God. It's so boring and lifeless. Oh. Um, but, yeah, one thing that did draw me a lot out, this could also be from the epic kind of feel. I just wanted to mention. Please. The CGI and the blue screen. It just sits in the back of your head. That's what I think is also clinical. Like oh, Things are crap. so perfect. It was mostly good, but there was a couple shots where... I, you could really like. There's that one. I think it's the one with the fairies approaching the people. Oh yeah, it looks so bad. That was like, corny. Is this Arrested Development? Because <laughs> they can get away yeah. with it there, but like yeah. here, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I mean, it's just being embraced so much. Like I don't know. Did you see the movie The Walk? I didn't see it. No. I mean, when I saw the trailer for that one, I remember seeing just how clean these shots were, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, like and. I, I feel like that takes away from these character dramas where you go ahead and you actually get into it and you feel them and I don't know there's something about like actually you know embracing I mean something it it makes it doesn't help when the entire aesthetic of the movie and the entire performances of the movie the cinematography all of it adds up to this this kind of clinical distant feeling like there's such a weird dissonance with this movie. We're supposed yeah. to be relating to Sully. We're supposed to be feeling like he's a hero. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, like, the whole movie, I'm supposed to be like, am I supposed to feel the opposite because of the way it's shot? The way yeah. it looks. It's weird. It's very weird. I mean, there were times where I was like, you know, like, we're about to see the plane crash. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I was like, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, it didn't feel like it hit, though. You know, it still landed, but it didn't feel like... You know, like the Chris Renault, like dun 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 dun. You know, like where you're well, like, oh my god, the one thing about to crash this plane. I was, I, I, I was happy that the plane crash wasn't over uh, dramatized. There wasn't any like huge yeah. explosions. No, Even the sound not. sounded like pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. It's loud and punctual, but it's not like overly dramatic. Like how a, when you I, shoot a gun, it always yeah. sounds like a rifle shooting. <laughs> I mean, I kind of just felt like I guess the pacing of it. Just what felt a little off. The pacing was fucked. From the beginning with the flashbacks and the dream sequences. That's very true. But I'm just talking about pacing within the scene of the crash. Oh, you know, really? like yeah. that that didn't feel like it had that hit, you know. Which one? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There was at least one yeah. where I was into it. I mean, I don't remember. I think uh, it was the one with the, the the boats, but I can't remember. You know, the thing is when you show it, the problem I have is when you're showing like this intense moment I always, I, the one I felt the most was when you watch it from the passengers. And the passengers are yeah. all like freaking out. And they're like, oh, my God. And, you know, texting his wife saying, I love you. And, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, my God. It's a, it's a little nakedly manipulative, but, no, like, that's but, the tools when yeah. you're a filmmaker. But, yeah, that scene's probably the better one. Yeah. And there's something really chilling about how all the uh, the uh, flight attendants are doing, like, the, the in unison cheer. Like, oh, yeah. Brace, yeah. brace, brace, or whatever yeah. it is. And yeah, it's that like, was kind of weird. I don't know. It, it was unsettling, though, yeah. in a way that made me uncomfortable and like yeah. kind of spooky. Yeah. It was like, if that was happening, like, yeah. this is not helping. Yeah. This is like the scariest. And brace was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know what happens at that situation if, like, I'm sure that's, go off it's got to be after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that made it, that was a choice they like. It was like, okay, this is kind of yeah. weird and uncomfortable. Like, it, it, they couldn't go too spooky with it, obviously. It's not that kind of movie. But that little piece was like, this is freaky. Yeah. Uh, and and it was nice to see something interesting in the movie. Yeah. We've we've circled around. We've talked about it enough. Yeah, of course. Uh, any last thoughts on Sully? 
Mr. Julian Terry. Oh, man. Uh, well, I guess I'd love to just... I don't know. I would have loved to see, like, another, like, young director handle this. You know, like, somebody that just was, like, you know, <laughs> just someone like Damien Chazelle or somebody, you know? Someone that really, like, has that character-driven kind of approach. You, you know? know what? Now I'm thinking, though, like, maybe we're being Michael Malley. We're like... Anyone else could have done this. This could have been better. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood's trying to tell us, yeah. I called it. I yeah, could I feel it. it. This feel is it. the only way the movie was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh Maybe we're being my, yeah. Yeah, it's totally happening. You know, he was sitting there like, he was shaking his head. He's like, you have to put in the human element. <laughs> well, yeah, you should have put in the human element to the movie. <laughs> yes. That's what was missing from this movie. I mean, and he pulled in the big guns, the most human element you get, Tom Hanks. That somehow <laughs> still didn't happen. That's wow. Insane. Yeah, you throw in the most human actor out there. But you know what? It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to Tom Hanks with a plane crash in New York City. Oh no. We'll be talking about that in extremely loud and incredibly close next week. So don't forget to join us for that. Uh, Julian, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, why, thank you. What a lovely office you have here. It's great, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I can see. So far into Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and there's Tom Hanks' house right now. He's oh, waving wow. to us. No, How's it going, buddy? He's giving so, you the finger. Oh, he just he found he could he can lip read. And we, oh. He knows we just shut on his movie. Do you think we can get this show to him? Do you no, think he can I listen? don't want him to listen to this one. I, I'd love to. <laughs> Maybe not, not this one. this one. <laughs> but do you think you can get him to, well, like, Well, send him know. our Catch Me If You Can episode. Oh, that sounds nice. Toy Story one. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So many good ones. Oh, man. Um, Instead of just shitting on him. Where can the people find you, Jillian? Oh, well, you have a channel, you have an Instagram, oh and bullshit like that. Oh, God. Do you not want the attention? I guess you can go to my Facebook profile. I don't know. You're just trying to get friends? <laughs> I got me some friends. <laughs> no, um, you, you know, can you go there. Something you can check out yeah, some videos you, oh, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, JulianTerry.com? I guess, yeah, JulianTerry.com. I haven't checked that website in a while, but it's linked to my video that has some stuff. Hey, there you go. Oh, well, I am working on a project coming up. Ooh. Yeah, so maybe we'll talk about that one in the future. Yeah, is there a... a thing they can follow so they can find out more when it comes out. <laughs> I guess, okay, yeah, I guess my... <laughs> Your Instagram? Yeah, how about Instagram? Julian Movies. The Julian one Movies. I don't have too much on there. Um, it has pictures of food from a project we didn't finish. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah. This is, so this is not my first podcast. I lost my virginity just a month ago to yeah. another one. And he asked the same question. Oh, where can we follow you? And he's like, oh, I'll link to your Instagram. I'm like, oh, God. No. And I got I got over, like, 500 new followers. Really? And I was like, this is great. That but, won't happen on this Oh, show. no. <laughs> this is the wrong kind of shit. But I'm like, great. You have all these cinematographers and people friending me, and they're looking at my food pictures of my junk food. <laughs> I have nothing. I, I like. I, I felt like I gotta put a picture up now of like something on a movie yeah. set, but I was like, God, I don't know what else to do. You still have that footage. You could cut together that video. And release I could. It. Oh man, but that's a lot of work. Yeah, I fuck that. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're still <laughs> managing to listen to us, you can follow me at Elvis Kunish. Follow the show at Tom Hanks Pod to find out what uh, if there's any changes in the schedule and all the updates. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next week for Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Just 
Just a week shy of oh. the 9-11 re, uh, anniversary. Oh, man. You so, know how to celebrate, don't you? It's going to be intense. Uh, until then, Hanks for listening. Tom Hanks, we fell in love with you, Tom Hanks. Just like so many do deeply. Because you made a smile. And you're great on screen style. So that's why we give thanks. Cause you got a friend in Tom Hanks Tom Hanks Tom Hanks Birds Birds